0: This is going to be in the BDSM realm, or some might call it abusive or whatever, but this is just, uh, thoughts. Um. Um. I was working out, and then I was getting up, and then I realized the position that, uh, like, this, uh, before I got up uh, until I was, you know, before I was sitting, To before I was standing up, and it's sort of, it's like the childhood press, or the, um, uh, you're, you're on your knees, but your, your ankle, your heel is touching your butt, and, and you're, like, stretching, and then, like, you can spread your legs, and you can stretch that. You might not get an idea of it, but yeah, and a mind, a a thought triggered to me, and I was like, this is submissive, um, and then I was thinking of, like, a relationship that I've had, I have, that, you know, in the bedroom, like, he likes it, he enjoys it, like, these submissive positions, like the childhood press, or the, where he is, like, looking down on me, or my, my like, I'm in adoration of him, and and it's, it's hard to talk about it, because like, right now, I have the urge not to speak my mind, but to protect his feelings, even though he's not here, or he's not listening to me, or, you know, And I don't, and the thing is, it's not like a, a, yeah, or even me trying to justify it or whatever, but like, but why, why, um, why do you seek that, um, uh, to have your foot on top of somebody else when they're on the ground? And like, you know, and, like, or, he doesn't do this, but, like, for somebody else to pee on another person, I don't understand it, and, 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 like, or just, like, another thing, or it's, it's the choking, you know, and I've gotten really into the choking, and, and I don't know why, why, why do I seek it, and, first, like, he did it, and then, and then, like, but now I've, but now when he doesn't do it, I'm like, no, I want it, and it's almost as if, like, I was trained to want it, and, but before this boyfriend, I never thought about choking, and sometimes even when I sleep, I, like, I feel more comfort if, like, a hand is around my throat. Isn't that a little psychotic? And, And, like, you're, and I'm not saying whether these actions are good or bad. I'm just interpreting them and, you know, or whatever. And I'm not really judging the person, uh, but it's going to sound like it's judgment or some people are going to say you're not a feminist or he's a horrible boyfriend, break up with him or whatever. But these are just my thoughts. Um... But these are, like, these are the, like, the little things that... That you, like, that's, like, are you truly okay with these actions? And then you say, like, oh, it's not that bad. Or, well, I read a column on BDSM, so then, like, oh, okay, some people do it. So it's not that normal if I, it's not that bad if I like it or not stuff. But, and then to question why people like it or not like it. And honestly, I don't know why I like the choking, you know do you want to want to die? Not really, no um do I like the fix like that moment when I don't have breath and then I do have breath a little bit, a little bit. It's like my mind can almost be like quiet for a second, and I can just you know I'm just you know and so maybe a little bit, and that can be a little whatever, but for him, why does he why does he like? looking up uh, looking down at me because all of these positions you know like um they're mostly like where he is in a dominant body figure and stuff and we know that body language has a a strong role and stuff like that and see the thing is if 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 i was to say like if he was to say well no it's like you uh," and he says you have choice you don't have to do this and of course that's true and stuff and so like So he always gives me those. And then there's safety words and stuff and or whatever. But like he has more pleasure when we do those things. Right. And then I want to give him pleasure. And I don't know why. It's just, you know, like a lot of it, women want to give men pleasure and to be desired and stuff and to um, to fold and say, okay, all right. Yes, I'll give you everything. And or yep. Or or like, yeah, And, and stuff like that. And especially in like relationships and things. And even if you're not quite keen on it or whatever, and, or even when, it, like, the relationship is healthy and, and, and they say, like, well, of course, like, um, you have choice, you have freedom, and I, I don't, I'm not going to rape you or anything or whatever. And it's like, it's like, yeah, we know that, we know that, but it's also like, I also know the fact that you're dissatisfied, you know? Me even knowing that, it, it's, uh, it limits my thing. But it doesn't, actually. It doesn't limit your choice of whether to do it or not. And this is the thing that I am coming to the conclusion of, is that, like, when you are saying yes to something, you are also saying no to yourself or something else, and or you're, like, you think you do not have a choice, but you do, like, all the time, like, like so whether I do that position of, like, this, air quotes, submissive position, or if I don't. Or if I, uh, if I do let him choke me, if I if I do let him grab my hand, and grab his hand and then choke me or whatever, or whatever, it, it, even if I don't like it, or even if I don't quite know why I'm doing it and stuff. And I don't know if I have to know why I do everything in my life or, you know, these or especially things in the bedroom and stuff. But like, because maybe you might just like it and you, you don't quite think and stuff like that. But I'm always somebody who questions everything, and so if I don't have like really a a good reason for it or not, then I'm like eh, and stuff. You know, I'm like eh. Well, I don't quite know why I like that. Is it a childhood trauma? Because what do I feel like when when he looks down when he looks down at me? So like when he looks down at me and he's smiling, I'm like oh, it's approval. It's a like it's like a, almost like a parental approval of adoration and that I'm safe and it's like a it's like a puppy that's being patted. And like he like like um sometimes like when we're like uh, watching TV and stuff like I'll like curl up into his lap and be like a cat and he'll pet me and I'll feel comfort and it's nice and yeah. And but is that like the need of being met of of like comfort and safety and, and a weird twisted way and stuff or whatever and uh, instead of like the normalization of a hug or just sitting there on the couch or whatever and and like all of these weird things you have to come in terms with of like whether you do it or not or like you know you don't have to change the behavior if you really don't want to and stuff but sometimes it's good to like question why you're doing the behavior Um, especially if you don't have quite a good reason because you might be you might be doing it to please them Or they introduced and they were the one influencing you and stuff. But do you want to keep being influenced by them or the relationship that they kind of like? The BDSM or or whatever? Or do you like more of the mild and boring sex or the whatever and stuff? Are you really, you know? Because for me, um, I'm really like an intellectual person and like I find a lot of intimacy in that. And... Like, when he says words to me or spends a lot of quality time, like, I feel a lot, you know, like, I, I have, like, I, I feel a lot more loving and we feel closer. I don't have, you know, there's no doubt whether the relationship is going to work and stuff. But then if there is, you know, but, yeah, I'm, I'm like that. I I don't know if that's healthy or not, but that that's how I am and stuff. And, yeah, and... But I think for me, I have to let go of this idea of being adored and being seen and approved by people and uh, in my relationships and stuff like that. Because I have a lot of power and I have choice. And I'm not saying I want to be the dominant one, uh, but or that I'm not going to do any kind of BDSM and stuff like that. But it's interesting? Why I'm into that, or I'm not into this, or whatever, or, or like if I was intru- if I was not introduced to that, would I come to that conclusion by myself that I do like BDSM or that I don't? You know, so that that's the, so that's the interesting thing. And I think it's it's I question it more because I see these behaviors of like. The body figure looking down and stuff, or like, uh, like putting your sh- your foot on my head, of like that's disgusting. You're belittling me. You are, you know, you are treating me as if I'm dirt, you know, and stuff like that. And I obviously am not those things, stuff. And so why would I seek those? And why would I let those boundaries go? You know. So yeah, so it's a conversation to be had with like with him and stuff, but what am I quietly saying yes to when I'm not thinking about it, you know? During the weekend, I have my alone time and I can think and, you know, I feel very independent and all that and, you know, but, and then during the week, I spend more time with him and then, like, I'm, you know? It's not as if I don't love him during the weekend. I'm not saying that. It, It's just the influence of the other person and then like the power dynamic of of that. And people don't think that there is a power dynamic, but there is secretly. And I wish there wasn't, but there is. And, and sometimes a lot of women have the power dynamic when they're like, you need to pick up your shoes, pick up your socks, put them in the thing or whatever. And it, it's like, then you can see that she's the one who has the power thing because she thinks that you need to do these things and then for you to please her, then you need to do these things and stuff. But if you really don't care about picking up the socks, then, you know, uh, but, but she's going to get upset and stuff, so there's going to be consequences. So you really don't think that you have a choice in picking up the socks or you don't have to picking up the socks. So the the like the uh, the motif of choice of, like freedom and like the victim, uh, the victimhood and stuff, and we're not talking about actual victims, by the way. Like, if if uh if a girl is walking and she's wearing a miniskirt and she got raped, she got raped. It's not because of the miniskirt people. So yeah, and it's just say the thing, say the sentence. She got raped, and like be you know. And I'm not saying comfort, or like, be sad for her, or be happy, or whatever, it, it's not that, it's just simply that she got raped, and that the other individual who raped her, or whatever, is is the one at fault, it, it's not her fault, because she didn't rape herself, you know, so yeah, it's, I, I find those kind of things annoying, because it was society's job to teach the man, or whoever raped her, or whatever, uh, to not rape, you know. Or uh, like when men are like, oh my God, that top you're having, you're wearing is so hot. I'm like, that's cool. I'm glad you think it's hot, but it's not an invitation for you to touch my boob or say the fact that it's hot. Just keep that thought to yourself. Like it, it's, you know, and, but a lot of people, they think that we have the right to, to commentate on other people's lives and stuff. And this is really true with social media and, and like Twitter and then, like, YouTube comments and stuff, like, we can just quickly say whatever we want or whatever. But it really it really gets to people, you know? Yeah, like, I, I hate it when people are like, Lydia, you're short. I'm like, dude, I know I'm short. Like, what do you want me to say? It's not going to change that I'm short or not short or whatever. It's annoying. And I can build my resilience of the fact that I'm short or whatever and coming to this term or that people judge me or don't judge me or whatever. But it, it's just, like whatever. Or, like, I don't have to say, wow, you're really tall. I don't have to say that if I see a really tall guy. I, I'm just like, hey, Joe, how are you doing? That's, that's all I have to say. And so it, it comes to back to me, too, of, you know, so respecting people's boundaries and, you know, respecting your own boundaries, standing up for who you are, and realizing that all the little choices that you think you're making, or you don't think you're making, or whatever, you're still making them, and those, all those little choices add up to life, so I know that we started this conversation in like a weird, weird way, but yeah, that's, 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 that's what my thoughts has been this weekend, and I feel like it's a grand shift, and I, I don't, so hopefully, hopefully this will be implemented enough, where it will be such a great epiphany, where I do really think about do I want to go to college? Do I want to put that 20,000 or that you know, that 40 or 60,000, 80,000 dollars into college? Do I want to be a nurse? And I don't. I literally know the answer right away. But then I think, well, no, I don't have to be a nurse, but I can get an associate and then I can work, you know, while I get the degree that I actually want. And then, is that dimming your light? You know? Is that still almost saying no to it? You know, is that a compromise? Is that compromise still hurting you in the end? If, if... Because there's, like, a lot of news and stuff of, like, sort of a World War Three or whatever, Israel and stuff. And... Is... Is... You know, like, if death was to come, or World War Three, and say, like, hey, you only got, like, we got, we got like, four people, four years to live, and th- what are you going to do? Are you going to be spending it in school? Because right now, I'm spending, I, I spent, like, $2,000 for the semester to go to take two fucking classes, bro. Two classes for $2,000. Are you kidding me? Biology and chemistry. And my chemistry teacher is, I don't like her. We're not the same, whatever. And she's she's rude, and she's implicit, and yeah. And my biology teacher, she's good and stuff. But for my chemistry teacher, I have to put three plus hours in to get a C, to get a whatever, whatever grade and stuff. That is so much time. Three times seven, I don't know what that is, but that's a shit ton of time and like her lectures for an hour and then the labs and stuff and the labs are only 10 points but it takes me about two hours and you know i'm spending the whole weekend finishing the lab and stuff that's that's a shit ton of my time and honestly i really don't know what i would do with that time if i if i didn't or whatever i'm not saying i'm gonna create a business with that time or whatever but, but, but that's what it is like w- when you're saying yes to something or when you're when you don't even think you're saying yes, you're, you're just doing that thing. You're also like committing to that time. And do you realize how much time you're taking away? And that you actually are not promised that thing. That the war could come and, or that the, the building could be bombed at any second and you could die. And then you were like, oh, shit. I didn't do my chemistry homework. No, that that's not. You're probably not gonna be the thing. You're gonna be dead, and you're going to be like, "Oh, I didn't do." You know, I wish I went outside today. I I like I I wish I I went on my walk. I wish I saw Abdi. You know, I wish I I, I spent more time with my boyfriend, or, you know, traveled. Or saw my family in Ethiopia. You know, something like that. Or. So yeah. what will I do with this information like will I ignore it and because and if I do ignore it is it because society is so installed in me that I do have to work I do have to go to college I do have to provide for my family that I have an obligation towards others that I have to follow this set path can I break free from it will I partially break free from it how long will it take for me to do it or like another so there's a decision of whether or not I want I want to continue going to college whether I see it as a benefit because I, I don't know quite what I want to do and stuff. And I don't even know. And if I do sort of figure out of what I want to do, because I'm 20, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm going to know what I want to do and stuff. But I'm, I'm in the realm of like, you know, philosophy, like a professor of psychology, people talking to people, communication like that. But even though I know that I'm good at these things, I, I, it's not like I, I just have an epiphany of that, I, you know, or that I want to do that job forever and stuff. And so, like, or, you know, I could be a podcaster or something like that or, you know, like, just make money from this or whatever. And then, but I have the quiet fear of, like, do people want to hear me? And there is some people. I, I think there was, like, 11 people who wanted to, who were following me. And that's so cool because it, originally it was just one person who was me. So I find that really cool. And and the thing is, you know what's really sad and I can't promise is the boyfriend that I love so much is he going to understand my journey? Will I have to break up with him in order for me to grow? Can is there a way for me to grow but still have him in my life and that's that's the thing of like no I don't want to lose you I want to possess you I want you to be in my life you know and that's so much of what relationships are I feel like sometimes it's it's like well we have to be together we have to be boyfriend and girlfriend we have to get married and have kids and and all of that or you know but for you to love me, do you do you have to have physical access to me all the time? Can it be a friendship? Can you see me grow in a different country? Does the distance say whether or not you love me or not? And like we see in like military families and like in old times where there was like note cards of like, I'm traveling to France, and the woman would be, like, writing letters and stuff. But it was most of the time it was men who were doing these grand adventures because women didn't have the thing, you know? And so the woman had to let the man go and, you know? But maybe because she slept with a man, she couldn't say... Okay, well, you're going off to Finland. I'm going to go with Joe over here. And it would be like, nope, you've had sex. So you have to stay with that Finland guy. So good luck. Hopefully he survives that boat trip. And the girl's like, all right, I love you, I suppose. Maybe she did really like the Finland guy. And that time did not distort, or distance did not, you know, distort the relationship and stuff. And I think that's true. You know I think like a true for me at least for me, a true love it does not it doesn't matter, you know whether I'm in Thailand or from Minnesota and stuff like that because there's so much access to the internet and messaging. I still wanna see you frequently, of course, even if I am like taking that non profit trip or volunteering in a different country or whatever I still wanna you know make time for you and prioritize you, yeah. does he have to grow with me? Do we have to grow together? Can I grow while he is still not growing? That's the thing I don't know about. Will he see my growth and not understand it? Will I resent him for not understanding my growth? My new ideas, my new epiphanies, my new life decisions, dreams or whatever, to be understood, to be seen, to be like, yeah. And like all of most of that will be told in time, you know, and I might not even get the answer for it. I don't know, I see a lot of things, Uh, a motif in life is fluidity and change and growth and openness and stuff. And a lot of, uh, sometimes relationships are very rigid, like you can't do this, this is a boundary, da-da-da-da-da, which is, you know, it's people's boundaries and stuff. And, like, monogamy is a very rigid concept to me, like, I, and... And I'm not, even, I'm not saying I would ever cheat on the person. But I, I think it annoys me because, uh, because there's a lack of choice in there. Or that I, do, I cannot love more than one person. But I think I can. And I think I have. Like, you know, I love, you know. But people say if you really loved me, then you would not love him. But that's the anger of being seen and wanting to only be the only one, to only be the person that has your heart. Isn't that immature? To say, pick me, only pick me. Because that's how they feel valued, by saying, you can't have both, you know. And that's that's another person's decision. If that's their boundary, you can't. You can't. You can't break that boundary for them if you want to be with them, actually. But what about you? Can you love two people? And for me, the possibility of that is there. Like, yeah. Because there's countless people in this world and... I'm attracted to minds and bodies and, you know, I'm o- I'm open to a lot of things and stuff like that. And I'm not saying at the moment I am or that I, w- I will in this life be attracted to people or whatever or cheat and stuff. I'm just saying this is the concept I think of a relationship of that I can when I think of a, a love. that. And then if the other person says, no, you cannot, you have to, you know, for me does that other individual has have to also agree that it, it has to be, it can be polygamous or that you can love multiple people? Because if they were to say that, like, no, you can only love me, or that, would I feel limited? Would I resent them? Would I feel constrained? Even if I don't really want to do those things? And I think that's how I am. I, I I'm like, well, you're not giving me a choice. You're not giving me a thing, or whatever. And I, and then the other person goes, well, of course not. Yeah, this is you know a thing. Is that a grounds of a breakup, or is that a grounds of this is fundamentally a different value? Because for me, the fundamentals of it is it's not really the situation stuff. It's it's the freedom and the openness and. And most of the time, when the person is more open and freedom and and choice and like fluidity and stuff, then I'm more at ease and then I'm more at comfort because then I can move in a direction and they won't judge me as much and things like that, yeah. and I do want to know you don't have to cheat on somebody just tell them hey I like this person I know this is shit I have to follow my my heart and I'm breaking up with you and make that decision don't cheat on them just or be like hey I'm going to have sex with this person I don't know why I haven't quite figured it out and I'm probably still going to miss you or regret the decision or something just like just be accountable you don't have to you know do that thing of betrayal or whatever you you can just make the choice of you know sleeping with that person and then like before you know like break up with that person and then do it or something or whatever and it still would be shitty and whatever you still have to deal with the consequences but yeah you don't have to cheat on people you don't really have to lie because openness it, it creates like if you're open with it with your significant partner it creates a lot of opportunities of of just being open and, you know, of being truthful. And you don't have to lie about things and stuff like that. Oh, and another thing right now, a a decision. So uh, there's the school of whether or not I want to go to school and what job I want to do. And... But also, you know, the repercussions, of, like, I feel like it's it's not a choice because it is, by the way, it is a choice of going to school, not going to school because of, like, the society of, like, okay, this is how you're going to make money, um, like, and then supporting the family. And then also, I feel like I've told so many people I'm going to nursing school. So then, like, having to retract that, it's like, no, it's like the embarrassment, you know? or, like, I'm not following up, I'm not following through with my plans, or that she's wishy-washy. But I am a wishy-washy person. I do change my mind. I am an inconsistent person, or whatever, but people see it as a negative thing, or whatever, and I'm, and I don't, I don't really have that commentation of it, that it's a negative thing. It's, but I have to come to terms with that, that, like, you know, and, I don't know why I, I thought that, like, why I felt so bad about being inconsistent about my things. Because I, like, I'm an open person. And so if, if that means that I'm inconsistent, then it means I'm inconsistent. But, like, and so, like, you know, in different environments it's not good. In some environments that it's bad or whatever. And I get that or whatever. But do I want people in my life who, like, who view that or me choosing something else or choosing something that's ag- that I think at that moment is more beneficial for me as a bad thing or like the judgment or something like oh she didn't go to nursing school I wonder what she's going to do now or no you you do need to do this or whatever I hate those I hate those thoughts but in reality, the thoughts are a lot worse in my head than the, the reality of it. Most most people, they're just focused, even the people around my life, they're just focused on my life. And then they they move on. Because, you know, like, once I convince them, it's like, oh, this is my life. And then they're like, okay, all right, whatever. And they'll be upset for a second or whatever and stuff. Or, like, my mom or whatever, she'll, yeah, Ethiopia, she'll be like, oh, you know. But guess what? They're not living my life, you know. So yeah. Yeah. And this, and like, I feel like uh, the more older I get, I get, I keep getting questions, especially since I have a boyfriend. Of, are you gonna get married? Are you gonna Are you gonna have children? Nope, I'm not. Right now, I'm not. And it's like the expectation of having a children It's like, Jesus, I didn't even have I didn't even have thoughts about kids until recently when outsiders, you know, told me this, you know, thing of it. Uh. But there was, OK, so the other one that I've been I haven't been talking to my brother and Usually, like, I, I get along... Like, when I first came back from, like, my Southeast Asia trip, like, we got along so well. We were, like, smoking weed every day. And we were laughing and stuff. But, oh, uh, he got this fucking dog. And, like, he does not pick over the dog. And there's the house is, like, chaos. Like, literal chaos, chaos of, like, poop and shit everywhere. Like, it smells like pee and everything. That's a whole different subject of, you know... But, like, and it's just, like, it's not my responsibility. And I told you, like, do not get an animal because he doesn't take care of it. He doesn't do it every day, you know, and stuff. Or let them out and stuff. Like, he'll take naps for hours and whatever. And this is a, a the, the judgment or whatever, or his obligation, my view that it's his obligation. And I still think it is his obligation. But so it's drive the wedge in us of, like, me thinking less of him, I don't know, but it's a distance of, like, just grow up, like, I don't want to coddle you anymore, I don't want to be your mom, I don't want to be, like, I don't want to be your best friend anymore, like, because you're, you're doing something where it can be fixed, you know, and so, like, like you know, the behavior of the dog and stuff, or letting the dogs out and stuff—all of these things could be fixed or whatever. But, but probably because of his mental health and stuff, or lack of maturity, or or him thinking it's not his responsibility—something he he doesn't do the actions and stuff. And so, like my boundaries of you know, because I I want a clean home. I I want to. You know, because I, I have schoolwork to do. I have, you know, like, I want to make food in the kitchen and not have the dog, like, fucking jumping on me and shit. And literal shit, too. So, yeah. And, like, I brought so many cleaning products, but it's not saving the house, bro. It's not. Like, you got to, like, rip the whole carpets. There's so much fucking carpet. And so, yeah. And, like, I've invested so much money. And I was like, Why? just let it go. If they want to let let the house go, let it go. Because I take this responsibility all the time. When I was a kid, I did, I did this all the time of cleaning the house and stuff. But I realized that when I stopped doing this, they cleaned too. You know, that they were able to clean and stuff. But since I was the one cleaning, they were like, oh yeah, she'll do it or whatever and stuff. Or they would just let it to get to chaos or whatever. Or like, um, or like I would see the chaos and then I was like, ugh. Oh, Nobody will do it if I don't do it. And so that's the annoying thing of, like, feeling obligated to do something. And so that's, like, coming back to the choice thing of, you know. Yeah. So, like, my house will be my responsibility. But I can start in my room and stuff like that. Or or we can organize it better, but... So, yeah, I've. Will he grow better without me being there, without me being his best friend or gossiping with him or trauma bonding about the family chaos and all the shit that we live through as kids? I know he misses me, and that's the thing that. And I miss him too. Or I wouldn't, you know, be talking about it, you know? And I feel cold, and I say like you know short comments, and he'll say random things like, "Oh, did you want something out of the fridge? Yeah, that's why I'm in by the fridge. Like that's you know." So then I get irritated because it's like you ask me obvious questions, but he just wants the conversation. So I don't know how long my how long my fight of you know keeping that distance with him will be, or will I grow to accept him? Because he said something. He's like, Lydia, I'm not going to change. This is who I am, and you have to come to turn. you know? Like, I'm not changing for anybody. He's such a fucking dickhead, but I get it. Even when I think that the habit is a good habit or it's a beneficial habit or whatever, he shouldn't have to, you know? You shouldn't have to change and conform to what I think is right. or Even when it's like fucking chaos, what I think his life is like, you know. And that's the crazy thing with our life, is that we can say no to people, even the people that are so close to us. And that's the one thing I, I, I really admire about my brother, that he's just unapologetically him. And he's mean, and he's, like, rude. And he just says whatever he wants. Like, he has a filter. Like, he doesn't have a filter, you know? He'll get mad. He won't get mad, you know? Like... Because I, on the other hand, sometimes, you know, I'll act the way that I think the situation will be better, you know? Maybe the relationship will get, and like, if I, well, I don't know, because if I move out of the house, will I have time to talk to him? I really don't talk to him on the phone, you know? And sometimes I think, will he kill himself? I, of course, don't want him to. But you see the obligation, you see the restraint of the limitation of your choice or whatever, but it's not. Your choice isn't limited. You just think that it's limited. Because you f- feel obliged to people's feelings and ideas and, you know, try to consider their feelings and stuff. And for you, forget to live their, your own life. And that is said with a grain of salt of, like, considering other people's feelings and who you care about and, you know, whether or not they're truly affecting you and stuff. Because you should think about others and there's going to be people in your life. It's not just individually you, you know. So, yeah, like I said, take that with a grain of salt. You can't just cut off community and, you know, and be a dickhead and stuff. So, yeah. But this is, this is, this is more for, like, I don't know, the sensitive person or the, like, The, you know, the empathetic person, empath person and stuff, codependent person, stuff like that, I think that's what more my my message is. And for the opposite, like the non-empathetic and, you know, things like that, it would be to more feel more, think about community more, it would be to think about society more, think about other people's feelings, empathize more and things like that, Uh, you know, have the community aspect.